Well, I have a question this morning. Who is the cause of your problem? Well, you say, uh, my main problem is with my husband, or uh, with my wife, or uh, with those kids of mine who won't obey, or uh, with those parents, or my boss, or perhaps you even think God is the cause of your problem. You want to know who is the cause of your problem this morning? You are. It's time you learned how to sort out the responsibilities in life if you think your husband, your wife, your parents, your children, your boss, God, or anybody else is the cause of your problems. Oh, no. You are the cause of your problems. You must learn to be responsible before God for your life and how you handle your wife, your husband, your parents, your children, your boss, and your relationship to God. A woman came into counseling one day, along with her husband, and as the two of them came in, she sat down and folded her arms, and with a huff or two, uh, looked me straight in the eye. Her husband sort of uh, winced at the whole operation and, and quietly slid into his chair. You could already see who was at the head of this home. And she opened the conversation naturally, saying, uh, I've got an ulcer. And my Christian physician sent me here because he said there's no physical cause for it. Then she reached into what looked like a uh, shopping bag. I think it was her purse. And she pulled out a manuscript fully an inch to an inch and a half thick, eight and a half by 11 pages, single space typed on both sides. And she slapped that down on the desk and she said, that's why I'm getting an ulcer. Folded her arms and looked with her beady eyes straight at her husband. Well, <clears throat> I dipped into this a little bit, uh, flipped a few pages, tried to see what it was that we were talking about here. And uh, sure enough, do you know what we had in front of us? 13 years worth of things that her husband had done wrong toward her, all carefully typed and recorded. Well, now, what would you have said to that woman? I looked at her and I said, uh, you know, it's been a long while since I've met anyone as resentful as you. Why, she sat up, and her husband sat up a little uh, more straightly in his chair, too. I continued, I said, uh, you know, he may have done all of these things, and by the way, subsequent sessions proved that it was a very accurate record. He may have done all of these things wrong to you, but uh, look what you've done in response. This is not only a record of what he has done wrong, but it's a record of what you've done about it. It's a record of your sin of bitterness and resentment in recording, quite contrary to all that 1 Corinthians 13 says about not recording wrongs, keeping records of wrongs, in recording 13 years' worth of bitterness and resentment toward your husband. His sins he will have to deal with before God. But your sin of bitterness and resentment and lack of love, you will have to deal with before God. He didn't put that ulcer on your stomach. Your husband can't put an ulcer on your stomach. The reason why you've got that ulcer 
is because of your own bitterness and resentment. It's because of your sin. Now, you see, in this instance, each party needed to learn his or her, her own responsibilities before God and before others. Other people cannot make you sin. Other people present you with difficulties, certainly. Other people give you occasions for sin. They put stumbling blocks in your pathway. But if you trip over them, that's your fault. The Word of God sufficiently warns us that such stumbling blocks will be along the way. And the Word of God is the roadmap to show us around them. If you fail to heed the warning, and if you fail to take the right course, that's your responsibility. That's your fault. That's your sin. Indeed, in every problem situation, we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity for growth. You see, in the New Testament, there's one word, just one word in the original Greek for both the words test or trial and the word temptation. In English, we have two different terms, and they mean two different things. But the Greek is even more realistic than our English because the Greek sees the New Testament plainly presents every problem situation that we must face as an opportunity for growth, as a test, as a trial, which if we successfully handle God's way will help us to grow in our faith and will help strengthen us for the days ahead and will help us to honor and please God in our lives more than we have in the past. But that very same experience can be a temptation to sin. That's why, you see, everything makes the difference uh, in terms of how we handle the situation. We can't blame bad circumstances in life upon others or upon God. Those circumstances really are good circumstances, even though they may be troublesome, even though they may pain, even though they may create sorrow in us rightly. Nevertheless, those circumstances are opportunities for growth when handled God's way. But you say, now wait just one little moment, please. If you had the kind of wife I have to live with or the kind of kids that I have, if you had to handle the kind of job that I have or deal with the kind of boss that I have to deal with, all right, let's take that for a moment. Let's just jump right in there at that business of the boss and the job and the rest of it. You say, you don't know my conditions. If you knew what conditions I had to work under, then you would say, well, it isn't really all your responsibility or all your fault after all. Uh, I understand now that I see those terrible conditions under which you work. You think that's what I'd say? Well, no, that isn't what I'd say because that isn't what the Word of God says. You say, but you don't know how bad that boss is. You don't know how the, it's impossible to please him. You don't know how he creates problems for us how he even presents difficulties when, when you're doing well, he, he seems to go the opposite direction. He creates more problems. I guess you feel sometimes like you're almost a slave at that job, don't you? Yeah, that's exactly it, you say. I feel just like a slave working for him. Well, then let's see what God says to slaves. How does a slave work? In Colossians 3:23, it says, whatever you do, this is speaking to slaves, do your work heartily. As for the Lord, rather than for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, it is the Lord Christ 
whom you serve. You see, it really doesn't matter what the boss is like. It really doesn't matter what the conditions are like. Because the Christian doesn't really, ultimately, finally work for that company or for that boss or for that job. His job was given to him by God. And even though those conditions are bad, he knows that his real master, his real Lord, his real boss is Jesus Christ. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. And he knows that he is never treated unfairly by him. He knows that even if his earthly boss expresses no appreciation, that his heavenly Lord will someday give him the reward of the inheritance. And so whatever the situation is, you're going to have to recognize that you are the cause of your problem and God is the solution to it. Lord, help us to take our own responsibilities and to serve Jesus Christ, recognizing that he is the answer and we cannot blame our failures on others. For we pray in his name, amen.